Let's talk about the business of pet stores. It's huge. The latest data I was able to find estimates that the size of the market is 28.6 billion. And there are only a small handful of companies that dominate this space. You've probably heard of Chewy. They grossed $11 billion last year. And then there's Amazon and Petco. But there are still family-owned pet supply stores out there. Ones that are thriving, making money, opening new locations. We decided to give one of them a call. And as we do on each episode of Shoestring, we offered free, no-strings-attached marketing help. So what does that have to do with the podcast, though? Okay, there was one string attached. We would record our conversations so that you all could listen. Sure, I guess. Like, uh, new opportunities, for sure. Ways to do things better. This is Deb. She works at Blue Barn Pet and Hobby Farm. Blue Barn is a mom-and-pop store with three locations across British Columbia, Canada. Chewy... They have over 100 employees in the marketing department. Blue Barn, they have Deb. My role is very much specifically with marketing. She's their e-commerce manager. I deal with our e-commerce store. Social media manager. Facebook ads, Instagram. We've dabbled a tiny bit in TikTok. HR coordinator. Beyond the marketing, I also create policies, help with human resources. Like you say, a lot of hats to wear because it is a small business. So Deb does a lot. She has to for Blue Barn to compete. But when you run a small business, you always have this feeling that there's something else you should be doing. You want to figure out where your blind spots are because it's in those blind spots that competitors sneak up on you. So often we're insecure about what else could we be doing, right? What are we missing? Um, how could we do it better? How could we do it more efficiently? Now, when you hear mom and pop store, immediately you think of a business that doesn't accept credit cards or have a website. But that is not Blue Barn. Deb already had a strong foundation. So if our team was going to come up with useful suggestions, we needed to dig deeper into what she's already seeing success with and find those blind spots. So we started by asking about Blue Barn's text message marketing. Deb has built an impressive list of subscribers from scratch. And we have put up till signs and signs around the store using QR codes telling people to scan the code, sign up for our texting option, you'll receive a message and when you show us the message at the till, you'll get a free, you know, dog treat, for example. By giving away freebies like dog treats, she's collected over 600 subscribers. And then she took a step that a lot of small businesses forget to take. She made sure the new marketing channel she was investing in actually delivered ROI. Yeah, so, we're, so partly as a test, we've been doing text exclusively. So the only way that offer has been shared has been via a text. And we tell people that it's like, here's a Blue Barn exclusive text. Only you're seeing this because you've signed up for our list. So so it's easy to measure that way because we know we can track to see how many people have used that offer. We dug into Blue Barn social media, email marketing, e-commerce store. There was a lot of good. And then the first blind spot. On their online store, they don't collect phone numbers at checkout. I think we're wanting to know how to do it right in order to expand it across Canada and make it relevant. You know, we sell frozen pet food, for example, which is something that can't be shipped. So we always try to our, try to be really cognizant of, you know, if we were to promote frozen pet food, we definitely wouldn't want that to get out to Winnipeg, for example, because it just wouldn't be relevant. Deb is missing out on capturing opt-ins at checkout because she wants to make sure she does it right. She doesn't want people getting texts or emails that aren't relevant to them. And that makes sense, because as a small business, one of the ways you can compete with large players 
is by making sure your experience feels personalized. What makes what makes us different? What makes any mom and pop locally based store different from Amazon is the personal touch. And because we're a pet store and the passion people have for their pets, they come into the store, they can get direct advice from someone else who owns a pet like theirs, has maybe had shared experiences. You know, that, that personal touch and that knowledge and relationship building, Amazon will never have that. We knew with a little bit of troubleshooting, you could connect the online shop to Simple Texting and Blue Barn's email marketing platform so that Deb could properly segment her list. That brings us to the second blind spot we thought we could help with. Segmentation. Blue Barn's texting list is segmented by location, but not by pet type. They sell supplies for dogs, cats, horses, rabbits, fish, you name it. But when customers opt in for promotions, they all get added to the same list. So someone with a goldfish may be getting texts about deals for dog treats. An easy fix for this problem would be to send customers to a form where they can select what pets they have. But I had a different idea. One that could help Blue Barn collect the data they need and provide a unique, personalized experience that you associate with a locally owned store. Here's the truth, though. I don't have a pet, so I needed to validate my idea first with some serious market research. I started making calls to coworkers who I knew had pets. There were two important questions I needed answers to. How do you feel about forms? About forms? Like website forms? How do I feel about forms online? Physically writing out a form, I, it'll take a lot out of me to, to get me to do them. Well, anytime there's less information to put in the form, it's a lot easier than having to give you my whole life story in a form. A necessary evil is, is how I feel about filling out forms. This is exactly what I expected. Through my very statistically significant study, I found most people don't love forms, and generally they prefer fewer questions. Now I needed an answer to my second question. Do you have a picture of your fish on your phone? Let me look. There we go. My son named him Treasure. <laughs> Do you have photos of your cats on your phone? Yes. Do you have photos of your dogs on your phone? Yeah, there are definitely, definitely pictures of dogs on my phone, yes. So 100% of participants in my study had photos of pets on their phones. Things were looking good. So here was my plan. What if Blue Barn put up a sign that says, text us the cutest photo of your pet, and we'll text you back a poem about it? This would do two things. Number one, it would delight their customers. And number two, it would give Blue Barn valuable data they could use to segment their list. In other words, based on the animal in the photo, Blue Barn would know what types of promotions to send to that specific customer. You might be thinking, that sounds labor intensive. You'll need a person to manually tag each contact based on the photo. And who's going to write the poems? Well, that's where AI comes in. Okay, so I've got ChatGPT open, and I'm going to try just saying, generate a fun poem about my pet. And I'm going to drag in a photo of one of my coworkers' cats. Let's see what happens. Your eyes, twin moons in a twilight sky, whisper secrets of the night, soft and shy. Ho, feline of whispers, of dreams undisturbed, 
Your presence is a sonnet. Okay, this is not gonna work. It is way too romantic and also 10 paragraphs long. I kept adjusting the prompt until eventually I was getting back poems that were the right length and felt more light and fun rather than deep and emotional. Here's what I used in the end. Generate a fun poem about my pets in the style of Dr. Seuss and Shel Silverstein. The poem should be unique to the image I provided, referencing specific elements of the image, and make it no longer than two short paragraphs. I also needed a prompt that would generate a list of the animals in the picture so that info could be passed to Simple Texting and Blue Barn CRM. I went with this. Analyze what animals are present, then reply with a link of comma-separated values I can store in my CRM. For example, if the link contains a photo of a horse, two dogs, and a cat, just reply saying dogs, horse, cat. If you cannot find any animal types in the photo, just reply NA. With my prompts ready, it was time for the last step. I used a third-party tool called Zapier to connect simple texting to ChatGPT. So when someone texts in, the image is automatically sent to ChatGPT. The prompts run, ChatGPT returns the animal type to simple texting along with the poem. It was time to present the idea to Deb. Can you see my screen? Uh, yes. To bring this to life for Deb, our design team mocked up an example of a sign Blue Barn could use. It says, send in a cute photo of your pet and we'll text you back a custom poem about it. Plus, you'll get exclusive deals. If you actually want to see the sign, we link to it in the show notes, but wait until after the episode to check it out. There's good stuff ahead. Okay, yeah, this sounds fun. Okay, I am going to... Take a picture here. I'm going to type in this phone number. 154419. <laughs> so she's just, she's laying on a colorful bed and then there's, I have my orange curtains in the background and I guess what looks like a gold wall. So that's the reference here. So in a room with curtains of red and wall of gold lies a dog, regal and bold on a quilt where the colors unfold. Patterns aplenty, stories untold. <laughs> Ears perked in a calm abode, TV's light on him bestows. A tale of the night, soft as it glowed, our dear furry friend in cozy repose. <laughs> That's funny. I love it. That's a much more fun way of being able to segment. I know when we first um, started using simple texting. I had a form on the website that would have allowed people to choose dog, cat, bird, fish. Um, but we just thought it was too much information to ask of them to fill out. And, you know, like just, we wanted to keep it simple, but I love every pet parent loves to share photos of their pet. And you're right. Every single one of them probably has hundreds on their phone pictures, right? So to, to capitalize on that, to get people to sign up is just, it's brilliant. I love it. I think it's a really great, fun way to do it instead of just, a, oh, you know, we'll send you texts and deals and stuff. You know, it's just more fun this way. Blue Barn's third location opened at the beginning of the year. When the grand opening hecticness dies down, we'll be checking in with Dev. So be sure to subscribe to Shoestring to get an update on Blue Barn and whether they decided to implement this idea or any of the others we shared. This was just one of many. If you want to see our other suggestions, you can see the slide deck from our presentation at the link in the show notes. We'd love to come up with ideas for your business. If you want our help, text us at 954-419-3657. And maybe you'll be on the next episode of Shoestring. 
If you like the show, it would mean a lot if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. It goes a long way in helping our show get discovered. Shoestring is a podcast by Simple Texting. It's written and edited by Danny Henyon and me, Alfredo Salkeld. And Simple Texting is part of Cinch, the customer communications cloud. Learn more about how Cinch powers communication for some of the world's largest companies at cinch.com. And if you want to try Simple Texting, you can do that for free at simpletexting.com. Thanks for listening. They're a jolly good crew in their watery realm under a light with a hue. <laughs> That's pretty cute. That's pretty good already. In a cozy room with a game on the telly, there sat a pup with a cap on its belly. <laughs> with a stretch and a yawn without any guys. It rains over Napland, neath the wide, watchful skies. That's pretty cool.